0: A Christian mind is not one that is trained to think only about Christian
1: topics. It is a mind that has learned to think about everything from a Christian perspective. Christianity
0: provides a comprehensive view of the world. Christianity
2: is a worldview.
1: Worldviews are the grids. They are the lenses. Through which
0: we frame all of reality. The Black Maria podcast.
3: <laughs> you know, you started just before I fresh record, so that it not come through. To Welcome to the <laughs> Black Maria
2: podcast, yo. Episode what?
3: Episode 53. Okay. Okay. I'm so thankful that you're here because we never actually
2: remember our podcast numbers.
3: It might be episode 53, I'm not sure, you oh, know. I be scanning for Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's episode <laughs> 53. Cheat sheet. How's everyone doing? Everyone's fine. Well, I'm fine anyway. How are you, Richard and Dammy and I'm Mary? Calm. For those who are wondering, whose voices these are?
0: I'm fine. I'm recovering from an illness. Though to be fair, what, what happened? Um, I caught like some, like some cough, some deadly thing. So it was it was attacking my chest and then attacking my neck and ah, your neck attacking attacked everything. Yeah, man. It's the
2: perils of man flu, Mary.
0: Is I that man flu? By the way, do you know scientifically? Yeah, I'm not even gonna play these <laughs> games, right? But scientifically, yeah, I done I done che- I did the research. Innit? Like. <laughs> men because of their testosterone testosterone levels mm-hmm. we have more severe flus than females in it and so oh, right. that said like in the same way i don't want to say i don't want to go like, bro I was, I, no, I no no mean. no it's legit it's legit <laughs> a thing so in the same way that um for example like men and women go through different things like so in the same way for example women go through pregnancy and men don't experience that they just females, die younger females don't experience man flu and right. so like we both have woes fair enough <laughs> <laughs>
3: Strange way to start the podcast. (laughs) how you been?
2: I've been all right, man. Um, It's funny because what we're going to talk about, I was just about to say work has been killing me. Um, But Mm. I don't even know, come the end of this podcast, whether I think I'll be saying that kind of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. But no, nonetheless, I've been all right, man. Just been working very, very hard recently. Um, Mm. Otherwise, otherwise well, otherwise well, yeah, man. Chilling, looking forward to a a well-deserved break at the end of the year. Christmas is what, just... About a month away, I saw somewhere thirty nine days, thirty nine yeah. sleeps till Christmas. Oh, cool! I love it. Mean, you guys started wait.
3: listening to like Christmas songs.
2: Nah. no. Right. Although I saw the new Mariah Carey advert with the Walkers team.
3: That girl every Christmas she just smiling to the bank. That's, that's <laughs> all it is.
2: You just need the royalties off of all I want for Christmas. Yeah, this year, to be honest, she'll never be broke ever. Have but, you guys got any plans for Christmas this year?
3: I'm going to Nigeria.
2: Hey, uh, I might
3: not. go to Cancun. Might. Okay. Oh, must be nice.
2: We. Was, what? When was? What's going on?
0: Here? <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> He's supposed to take I his wife and his it. kids on a holiday. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I've so I'm contracting at the moment. Contract. This contract finishes like end of mid December. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's meant to be splendid but I've got some I've got I pla- think yeah, I can, I can mm. go away. Essentially. Okay. Nice. Nah, I'm, nice. I'm in London. Oh, okay. So <laughs> but I'll enjoy that though still. Yeah. Like, no, me too me sorry, too I want to be in, I want to see I want to be in London. But you're going to Cancún, so don't. <laughs> <to watch. laughs> Rich, when's
2: the last time you were on a BlackBerry
0: podcast? Yo, <laughs> don't ask too many questions.
3: <laughs> Let me... I can, I can <laughs> tell you. If I just go all the way... Rob, you're really cheating. <laughs> you're episode really cheating. 45. Esso, was it Esso? Israel. No, oh yeah, Esso's episode. So see, see how yeah, many yeah. I okay, do episode that. 46. Okay, cool. It's been a couple episodes. I want. Was it 46? Yeah, episode 46. How
0: have you been listening then them anyway? Um, I've, been, I've been good. I've been good. So, been busy. Um, Yeah, I've had a second child since I've been on the podcast already. I think we... we I yeah, thought we yeah, knew that. Yeah, must, really have, must have announced that. Mm. Yeah. Um... Yeah, just been busy. Like so like I said, I, I quit my job when second daughter was born, not too many months ago, in May. And so I've been contracting since and that's just been a bit of a different thing and then starting up various things like companies on the side and I just came back from Lisbon. So it's been real it's just been like my, my life has been quite busy, so
2: I'm a bit tired. hustle is ambition yeah Yeah.
0: the the hustle the hustle is real though trying to secure the bag (laughs) in heaven (laughs) 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 my heavenly bag the heavenly bag (laughs) speaking of the earthly bag okay um
2: so today we're going to be having a podcast on workplace evangelism Mm. and i guess it's a topic pertinent to all of us because we either do or don't do it Mm -hmm. knowing that we should do it Mm -hmm. but the extent to which we do it and how we do it it's probably up for debate for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'm just going to ask opening question: Do your colleagues know you're a Christian?
0: I'm a contractor. <laughs> no, but
3: how long have you been? Contracting I own my for? own company. No, no. How long have you been contracting? <laughs> for? I have no colleagues. You've been contracting. My wife name. is my colleague. She knows <laughs> I'm a Christian. No, 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 no. First um, of all, <laughs> you contract in a building, right? So you have no, people no, that you work with. I own my own. No, but so I have work? clients. Yeah, I have clients. Yeah, yeah, so my clients know so I'm a Christian.
0: Yes, thank you. Yeah, then my clients know so I'm a Christian. Yeah. You know? No, I'm, I'm. I'm saying. I'm now. We've now narrowed it down okay. to a different question for me.
2: I mean, okay. Even even if we in the scope of what. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. My cli- my clients know I'm a Christian. Okay, okay.
2: Mary, do your colleagues know a few you're a Christian, a, a few? few. Yeah. All right, we're gonna try and break it down for yeah, each of it's us. Different. It's different. So,
0: Dammy, what about you, though?
2: Do? do my colleagues? It's a sticky one. Uh, <laughs> At large. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say like Mary's. Some do. Some don't, yeah, yeah. Some do, some don't. Yeah. Um. But yeah, okay. Maybe I'll start with myself. Those who do, those who don't. So the way in which we kind of mm. my workplace operates, we sit with somebody who's the same level of us, level as us, rather than. So I'm a trainee solicitor. Um. We sit with somebody who's the same level as as us, instead of somebody who's like more senior, so like a mm, mm. associate or a partner as it is in most other law firms. Um, and so I have the chance to sit with somebody basically for the two years whilst I'm doing my training contract. And actually, we've been able to build, me and my colleague have been able to build a very, very good relationship um, as friends. So we did what we would call like a vacation scheme together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was like three years ago. So we were, on, we were interns on the same scheme. We have now sat with each other for the last about year and a bit. And over that time, we've had a really good chance to just kind of talk about our own personal lives, um, why we came to the place that we work at, et cetera, what we do in our spare time. So in those kinds of conversations, yeah, she's become aware that I'm a believer. Um, but there's always, I guess, a kind of tension with how far out I push the boat in mm-hmm. terms of discussing um, my faith, um, got you. the gospel yeah. with her, because I'm also, I guess, conscious of the fact that She's said to me, like, she's not a believer. Mm -hmm. And in the kind of environment that I work in, I'm also aware that there are increasingly kind of like HR policies, um, diversity initiatives that sometimes push against kind of like workplace evangelism. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And Christian values. And Christian values, so. Not diversity, but. No, 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 So yeah, I'm I'm thinking more immediately of the person who I see on a day-to-day basis. Yes, she knows. My other colleagues says other people in my cohort, some know, some don't know. How about you guys?
3: Um. So in my so the place I've been currently for like the past two and a half years. The first year, I basically just worked from home. So it wasn't really social in any sense. Um, and she ain't lying, yo. I <laughs> think <laughs> my friends remember that period where I was just working from nah, home.
0: Nah, I used to try and meet up Mary for lunch, yeah. <laughs> I'm even going to. I used to try and meet up for lunch. She said, I don't think I'm in. I'm working in the <laughs> office for the next two months. I'll see you in like. <laughs> this is like May. I'll see you in November.
3: <laughs> but yeah, I was working from home a lot, which, which never really allowed some sort of conversation. But I did have a colleague who kind of expressed some sort of um, religion because she had health issues so she was asking me to pray for her if I was that way inclined um, right. That my last kind of year and a half I've been more in office so I've had more time to interact with colleagues so you some said that almost reluctantly <laughs> some <laughs> colleagues um, I've kind of mentioned in passing like oh Christian network I just try and throw it in Um, There was even, I was talking to one of my colleagues the other day about the Kanye West album, and he was telling me it's rubbish. And I was like, I don't know if it's just because I'm a Christian. And I just dropped in. I was like, oh. (laughs) And he looked at me like, okay. Um, But in saying that, I've never really had, uh, like, I've never evangelized at my workplace. Probably one person. Okay. But that was in my old job. um, And that was very, very difficult. We'll Uh, talk about that experience a bit later. Mm,
0: Okay. So my situation. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm hearing you, man, I'm feeling a bit more Uh, (laughs) at (laughs) ease. (laughs) no um so yeah i guess i'm i'm currently working my client is currently one of my former clients so i've actually been working with them and i'm still working with some of my former colleagues um even till this day the people who i was really close with they all knew i was a christian Mm -hmm. um and that just came up because like you know we we started to have like the odd conversation about x y and z and eventually like yeah let's have lunch and eventually i actually started doing these things called worldview lunches um and we had them booked in our calendar. Me and a few other, a few, a few other, me and a few of the other guys and stuff like that. And like we used to just sit down and we—that's where we speak about like the sticky like topics. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and that's everything from like sexuality, gen, like, like, yeah, you know, all it's the whole, the whole shebang. Like, the, the, and and it was just it was tight essentially, um, but it was nice. But I could only have those conversations in like a one-on-one outside of the building <laughs> at a distance no recordings or sally from hr <laughs> you know i mean that, uh, um, no and make sure that dave said at least one sticky thing that so that that way on. like if i go down They're we're both right? out kind of thing and so that was a very that was a that was an interesting thing but then like outside of those guys who are like really like either my level or more junior than me um who i had like really good relationships with there was very other like again. If I developed a really really strong relationship with you, I probably got to the point at some point where we got to have these kind of discussions. Right. But realistically, for anybody who just knew me in passing or knew me like at just a more superficial level, nah, they wouldn't have known. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, they just wouldn't have known. I remember like one day when my um my manager actually stumbled upon me. Like he stumbled on the back of my phone. I had engraved like a a, a Bible verse. Right. And like this guy was Billy he was Bob a par- he was a partner. Um, and he had only just joined the company and we had three partners and he was actually managing me directly and he said what, is that, what does that verse say and it was 1 Corinthians um, where it talks about Buffett in the body do you know what I mean F- fighting the race that you might run? And I, and I said you know it's something to do with like um, being determined as a Christian and like, and, like fighting the race and, and like, I, I, I started through it a little bit even though I knew the text of Ed, <laughs> it was like maybe six verses, I knew them clean. But you though know, I started for a little bit, because I was just like, I don't want to, I don't want to make a bad impression. But um, essentially, like, he was just like, I think you need to go and learn that verse. Funny enough, I think he's actually a, I think Scratch. he's a professing Christian. Oh, man. Oh. And so it was mad, because obviously that was an opportunity just to, do you know what I mean, to yeah, grow that kind of. Fellowship, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I but I never did, um, right. because I actually shied away a bit there. Okay. Um... But yeah, even now with my, cl- with my my clients, like I went away on a church retreat for a week mm-hmm. not too long ago. You man were there as well. I don't know what you man told people when you came back to <laughs> the office. <laughs> but honestly I'm going question <laughs> by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I actually I, had a conversation off the back of that. So okay. But when I came to the office, I just remember like I don't wanna I don't wanna be I don't wanna be I don't wanna move mad yeah but like it's not that I was ashamed or <laughs> anything like that. But I just didn't want no questions. Like everyone, you know when people go away. Where have you been? I've been Lisbon. I've been Portugal. <laughs> Listen, I've been into the Midlands somewhere, <laughs> Staffordshire or something. And we'd we'll be reading our Bibles.
1: Like don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I
2: wanted to say it. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. And I, I, and I did, and I did. Like whenever anybody asked, yeah, I went away uh, on a, like a week retreat with my church.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um. But the convo just stopped there.
0: But yeah, I would stop the convo. Like the convo right. stopped there. I wasn't really, and I wasn't really inviting questions, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that's. <laughs> It's a bit, you know, I I don't know. I'm not ashamed, but mm-hmm. I have my reasons, but obviously we'll talk we'll talk about that. Yeah. We'll
2: talk about that. So um a couple of interesting things came out of Richard's explanation. Um, but I'm just gonna wheel it back because Mary, you said that you had an experience at work. Mm-hmm. Next question was gonna be to you guys: what have been your most horrible evangelism in the workplace experiences or most difficult?
3: Yeah. <laughs> I had one recently, actually. Okay. Um, so at work, I'm very antisocial and I'm trying to push against that, but, um, so there was a fire alarm, we all exited the building and I stood in the corner I was like, oh, I'm going to use the next 30 minutes just to chill, basically. <laughs> so one colleague came up to me and she was like, do you want to go to the, like, get a coffee? And I was just like, oh, okay. So I went with her. And then she started telling me, she started talking and she said, like, God is a liar and she came up with all these different expletives. I was thinking, her, huh? And then, like, we just had, like, a kind of back and forth. She believed something very strange. Um, right. And she told me she didn't believe in god like god is basically mm. her religion's enemy and there's another like lord who gives her the power and she can heal people and she can speak to animals and i was just trying to bring her back into like sin justice right. and even she was like sin is, is a way to control people and i was like okay so you do break laws though and I'm kind of bringing that back but it was it was probably one of the most challenging she told me that like jesus didn't die on the cross she was there that it was she yeah was I, there. She, she said she was there um and i was just Masim. like swear um and I, yeah, so I was just trying to bring it back to let's go back to the basics of like justice, sin, right. holiness and try and give her the gospel that way. But I forgot it happens it was it was, it was so difficult because every time I'll try and hone it in, mm. she'll just jump about like healing people and if I'm if I got into sickness I can she can heal me. Did you stuff. have a relationship
2: with this colleague?
3: Uh so we've worked on projects like a bit, but I'll say hi to her in like passing but that was the longest conversation I've had with her Okay. and I haven't really seen her much after that either but she sent me like her documents and I just said oh yeah thanks mm. um, yeah deleted that straight
2: that is wild I most definitely <laughs> have <laughs> no spirit I ain't no spirit animals in my story I've never yet. had I've yeah. never had an experience so it was,
3: I, I should have known because my colleagues were, would mention her and they would kind of like pause right because they knew that she was some sort of she was on something basically
0: um Yeah, I'm not going to lie, I haven't got any spirit animals, (laughs) none of that stuff, Thankfully, no no Dr. Doolittles, no, (laughs) none of that in mind. Um, And I don't think I've had, like, it's weird, like, I've had, like, really just, like, weird, like, weird discussions or, or, like, conversations that have just not gone as smoothly as I would like. Mm. Um, Yeah, there was, you know, I've had, I've dealt with, like, one Pan-African who's just been, like, again, similar things, like, Jesus didn't die on the cross for me, my ancestors did. Like all of that kind of stuff And just trying to navigate Those kind of conversations And I've had weird ones about like I've Oh I had one one I was speaking to one boy And like He was talking to me about like Again about like Homosexuals and stuff And I said like That's sin And then he said I'm bisexual And I said That's sin Techie <laughs> and, and we were just like At this point I'm just like huh, Well I better start Looking for a job <laughs> You <Yeah. laughs> know I better start looking for a job um, so It was peak But obviously like like we we're actually, we we're trying to walk through it, and and interestingly enough, like we had some of the some of the best convos because mm. we were able to be so open, and I yeah. think we were able to appreciate that what we were discussing was actually like it was actually a worldview thing. Like like d- deep at the heart of the issue was what do you believe about the world which we live in and how it came about, etc. Right. And mm-hmm. if if I'm right that there is a god, then that means that it's it might be a very natural thing for me to arrive at my viewpoint, whereas. If there is not a God, and if this was all chance or accidental, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, if that was even a, you know I mean, if that were possible, then maybe your thing would make a bit more sense. But right now, as far as I'm concerned, if I'm made in the image of God, and God has defined the the remits for which we we live, move, have our being, and the remits for our our genders, etc., then actually, yeah, I can I can make certain claims mm. about um what is sacred and what is not. Mm. What is actually to be defile to defile um, something that that is God given, right? Um, so yeah, that was it. I've had really like sticky conversations mm. in yeah. that regard. Yeah, no. I just shied away, not shied away, but just you know cut up. Cut, I think cut the sticky
2: up. one for me has just always been the one about sexuality and gender, mm. um, because with most other kinds of conversations, like I kind of think about the the types of conversations where um, that generally tend to come up in the workplace as soon as people hear or know you're a Christian. And sometimes, I feel like some of your colleagues try to do it to bait you. Yeah, they try and set you up. Because <laughs> uh, they, they want you to be explicit with your view, um, particularly in the actual workplace setting. Mm. Um, so they might be able to send HR that notification <laughs> when they need to, when they need to. Um, I remember, man, uh, I had, to be fair, we weren't actually in the workplace but I was convinced that as soon as we had left law school, I would lost my training contract. <laughs> After, we were, um, I can't remember, me and a colleague um, now were were walking from law school, and I think she had just gone to recently listen to, um, who's this conservative MP um, with the glasses, speaks very poshly? Reece-Mog. He. She had just gone yeah. to listen to Jacob Reece-Mog, um at the conservative party. Um, I think like national conference, or no, youth conference. So mm-hmm. she just went to hear him out on invitation from somebody else. Mm. And um, she was just saying like, although she's not particularly right wing or conservative, um, she found him a really, really impressive speaker. You know, he gets a lot of stick in media, but by and large, he's somebody who's really, really interesting, thought provoking, can speak well. Only thing I don't like about him is his religious views. And I was like, oh, I don't particularly know Jacob Rees so tell me about, more about his religious views. So I think like she's like yeah like he's just like quite a bashful Catholic kind of person um, like he clearly doesn't like he he he's very outspoken about his views on sexuality and gender and I was like oh so what does that mean in terms of like being outspoken and um, she was just like yeah he basically believes that homosexuality is a sin and, and she was like I know like you're a Christian like you don't believe that do you right and I was just like screw <laughs> <laughs> it's my notice. <laughs> So, you know, like, I, I really stood there for, like, a good, like, 20, 30, 40, maybe gone a minute. You know, there's that, there's that, um, <laughs> Damn that chip you. of the guy from um, Key and Peel where he's just dripping. <laughs> that, that, that He was dripping. And um I was really there thinking, okay, here's a really good opportunity to have a thoughtful conversation mm-hmm. about. What the Bible says about sexuality, about man and woman,
1: mm-hmm.
2: about marriage. Um, or you can run away from this conversation and perhaps never have the kind of opportunity to discuss this. So, in a, in a roundabout way, I kind of answered the question. I think I said, I believe the Bible's view on <laughs> sexual ethics. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I believe the Bible's view on sexual ethics. And she was like, okay, so like, break like that down. What does that mean for you? I believe God created man and woman. <laughs> I swear, I'm sure this is how Danny said it as well. I was like, I believe God Yo. created man and woman to so enjoy sex in the context of marriage, um, and that's my view on on human sexuality. <laughs> um, and we kind of like the convo kind of like just dissipated there. But the, immediately, I almost said without kind of dealing with that that particular view on on sexuality. I kind of felt like even just me revealing my view on the Bible's view of, or the orthodox view of sexual ethics, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from then and there, I just felt so pressed. I, like, I walked away from that conversation head in hands thinking, I've blown it.
1: Yeah. I've blown <laughs> it. Um,
2: and for me, I think all of the most kind of challenging conversations that have taken place at work where people know I'm a believer have been around that kind of sexuality um, and gender um, specific conversations. And I think part of the reason why that also is is because like, I'm a minority in my workplace. A yeah. black, a, black man. Yeah, like one in, I don't know, like 200, 300 people. Wow, oh, yeah, in office, Only black man there. And so you kind of get pushed for a lot of these kind of like diversity, um, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> They don't roles. really want to know what's going on in the yeah. black mind then. They, you kind of get pushed for all these kind of like diversity roles, et cetera. But as part of that, I think there's kind of like an expectation that you embrace everything you're like progressive. That is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. You embrace everything that comes under the umbrella of diversity and inclusion. And I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm exclusionary, but the extent to which I can be promoting um, certain types of like initiatives and agendas, I have to be cautious about. Yeah. Um, because there are things that you know I believe about man, I believe about how God has created us, that I have to be careful about the things that I'm out there promoting. So that's, I would suggest, one of the things that has been particularly challenging for me. Um...
0: I'm really tempted just to, sorry, I'm really tempted just to like ask, like to dig dig deeper into what you think about promoting like work initiatives that are essentially promoting non non-bib, like non biblical like sexual ethics.
2: Um. So I I I'm very cautious, um, in terms of the opportunities that I take in the first place, mm. um, and so there are certain kinds of things where you're asked to kind of be a representative of the firm's kind of diversity initiatives um, that I will and won't put myself forward for. So in terms of diversity, I mostly kind of deal with like the racial diversity type thing because that's the the challenge that I kind of feel more in the workplace. Mm. What I can do in terms of promoting, I think, is say that certain things exist in the workplace, i.e. we have an affinity group for this category of people, we have an affinity group for that category of people. Mm What I don't think I would be comfortable doing, for example, is being on a panel where we might be being asked questions about um, advancing kind of particular rights in oh, the workplace you. and across the world. Got you. Um, because what I would have to say is that as a Christian, I believe that God's design is the most conducive way to human flourishing. hmm mm. And if I'm being asked to promote something in the workplace that I think goes against that, I would be reluctant to do so. Yeah. And in, and I would have to say that's not something that I would be prepared to do. Now, I don't necessarily think I have to say because I'm a Christian, Um, I, I think I'm at liberty to say why, that I don't want to do it and not have to give an explanation as to why not. Yeah. Um, But I think there's also, there, sh- there should be a tug, and there is a tug in me that says, again, this is an opportunity to, to explain why you don't think. But I don't always think those kind of conversations can take place in like the public forum. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And this is where, I guess, being wise comes yeah. into to, into yeah. this kind of consideration because you have to pick your battles um, and know the kind of people that you're talking to. And I think this kind of just uh, filters out into a broader conversation about workplace evangelism Yeah, mm. um, because not every single one of your colleagues is uh, somebody that is interested in hearing you speak.
3: <laughs> um, Did everyone hear you speaking nine to five? Exactly. So um, after.
2: You haven't built the kind of relationship that enables you, you to really have that, you kind, to have of, that yeah. kind of conversation. Yeah. Um, and uh, I like guess tied to that is the kind of trust. You haven't shown them necessarily um, that you can have deep and meaningful conversations with them where your views can be held with respect um, and not kind of like tattled onto other people and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so that's why I think you have to be very tactful about who you're kind of speaking to about particular issues and things that you'd put yourself forward for or wouldn't go forward for.
0: Yeah. No, I hear that. I hear that. That That makes sense. I was was more, I guess I was more wondering because like I appreciate it's, it can be quite a problematic area, but I guess, and it comes down to conscience. mm -hmm. A lot of this comes down to conscience. Yeah. But what I would just, I guess, try and make sure that Christians are aware of is that, listen, actually when you are promoting things like diversity across all remits, like, remix, whatever like in my mind what i'm really thinking is that listen i want everyone to be based like to be judged based on the value that they bring to the workplace mm-hmm. their ability to perform the role do you know what i mean all of that kind of stuff as opposed to the category that in which they exist mm-hmm. whether that's whether that's a a god-given distinction or a distinction that actually stems from um yeah from from sin in mm-hmm. the world do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that's and but still, that person should be treated with uh, equality. As, uh, with equality, Res- journey, Sorry, et respect, yeah, with respect, respect et cetera. dignity, etc. Exactly. Yeah. As an image right? bearer, yeah, because, absolutely, yeah, because they're an image bearer, and that's the whole and that's the whole point. Um, and so, yeah, I just think I just think because that just appreciating that all automatically like liberates a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of Christians, especially in this kind of era that we're living in at the moment, struggle with that quite a lot. Just how do we deal with um, people who we disagree with on, on on things like sexual sexual ethics and stuff? Yeah. So,
2: more generally, then when it comes to the disagreements um, about your faith and other particular worldviews, how have you tried to get kind of people on side in just being open to the discussion mm-hmm. about mm. the distinct worldviews? Like, what kind of should I say, like methods have you tried to to use to kind of open people's mind up to even just kind of talking about faith mm. or religion, like um, whole. Else? Huh? yeah I,
3: alcohol <laughs> I'm, joking, I'm joking i'm joking i think it comes from just relationships mm. yeah so like even the simple thing of like what did you do over the weekend as opposed to just mentioning your saturday plans i right. went to church and then people are awkward but they're like oh um i remember one time like saying i went to church and a colleague was like oh you're a good person and i was just like no i'm not but then obviously i had to explain <laughs> but um and yeah like so relationships really allow you to have a conversation so mm. like i had a a recent conversation a few months ago with one of my colleagues, who I assumed was like Hindu or Muslim. Um, right. And he told me that he, he wasn't really kind of irreligious, but a few years ago, kind of one of his colleagues was a, a really nice Catholic and he had got, he had been going mass with him. And we had like an interesting conversation around like, trying to kind of correct his view of like works as opposed to justification by faith. And and that only f- formed because of our relationship, the relationship I had with him. Mm. Um, like the space we was allowed to like converse in those weeks we worked together was just because we was next to each other and had a relationship. I I couldn't just walk up to a stranger and say, what do you believe? Um, So I I do think having like genuine like, where do you live? What do you do? Like generally getting to know someone. And then as they do the same with you, you're able to kind of share. And then that allows you to have conversations that that lead to kind of the gospel.
2: So if we were given advice, Mm. tip one would probably be don't be antisocial.
3: Yeah, I said that to myself <laughs> as well because, like, Whoa. I I generally cater my day to avoid people. Like, I go lunch right. so that I, I don't go lunch at twelve. I go lunch at two so that I don't have to Same. be around everyone. And that's the thing. Um, I don't think it's
2: a. I don't think it's necessary particular to you. I think if a lot of us who are on this podcast and are listening are mm-hmm. being honest, we might consider ourselves very anti-social. Yeah, like
0: this. I'm not sure this is because we're Christians. Exactly. <laughs> This is, is because, because we're black. black. <laughs> this is face? because we're black. Legit. Like, I'm trying to be funny. I'm trying to bring up
2: my jaw in front of... In front it's of true. Sarah for people to Litty. be asking you, oh, what's, oh, what's,
3: what's that? What does that like, smell? Back, yeah. No! Uh-oh, I'll say we yes now. We slaved no. over this. <laughs> we slaved. We slaved over this. No, um, no. no, but no, over,
2: hold on, sorry. Okay, it may not just be because... it. May, but no, for Does the fact that you're a Christian factor into it?
0: Yeah, cause I think my, if, yeah. secondarily though, I think my bigger issue. Mm-hmm. Is I would I would have lunch as a Christian with a non, with, Okay, let's put it like this: If I had black colleagues, yeah, yeah, would I have lunch with them? More even often. if they weren't Christians, yeah, yeah, More probably, often. yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. Like, let's be real: like, so, yeah. I've had atheist friends, like, etc. Friends, like, who I casually have lunch with, who are not Christians, right? But they're black, right? Um this is this is it sounds so bad. <laughs> yeah. But do you know what it is? It's it's a cultural thing. Cause in my type of workplace, so I know Dami said like one to two, one like one in two hundred, like one in three hundred. Like I've been on conferences with about fifteen hundred people and been like seen like two or three black people in the whole conference. Mm. Like I sat down with a recruiter just this week, actually, and I didn't realize it, but like I kept saying, like, yeah, that, it, that the industry is interesting. It's interesting. What I meant was that okay, the people are actually really smart and they're and they're a bit awkward as a result. I don't know what it is, like they're so smart that they're just a bit socially awkward. But she was then like, when she I kept saying interesting, eventually, like I finally got it out of her. She thought I was talking about the fact that I'm the only black person in the industry. Oh wow. <laughs> like, like, like in the industry, fact. She's like, yeah, everyone knows you. I was like, I was like down. <laughs> Black actually. Yeah, she's like, yeah, there are only a few of like three Anyway, so I was like <laughs> <laughs> Swear Down, I'm not even joking. So um there's barely any of us. And so because of that, yeah, it's just it's just it's I'm not trying to be funny. When I go into the workplace, mm. I'm entering into what is a predominantly white male culture. Mm-hmm. Like that's not even a this is not, you know, it's predominantly white male jokes. Like even there was even a day and this should have probably been my most awkward day, there was a day where somebody I'm even saying this in my podcast. (laughs) There was a day where someone from my old workplace changed gender. Right. Right. So they changed from being a he to a her and they changed their name and everything. Right. Like, I'm not trying to be funny, but some of the, the way that some of these unbelieving like people were speaking and joking about, like joking about it was just like rare. Like I had to stand up and walk out. Like, I right. couldn't I couldn't be in the room. Right. And that's not even a matter of like like mind you they disagreed with it. They even though they disagreed with it and I disagreed with
2: it. The places that you were both coming from were, were
0: completely different. Mm. Mm. The way in which they spoke about it was completely different. Mm. Um but yeah, like everything, whether it's music, whether it's whether it's what you do on the weekends, whether it's hobbies, whether it's um upbringing, whether it's anything like they just, we just come from completely different worlds. Mm. Completely different worlds. And mm-hmm. so that just makes it hard for me to even consider um, being sociable. Mm. Like I've got a Christmas dinner coming up and I'm, I was thinking of, I was asking around, what am I doing on this day? <laughs> I've,
3: got on I've got one on Wednesday and I'm like, who's <laughs> <Are you> going? <laughs> no, nah, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going.
0: going. The restaurant's I, signed, banging. I signed yes, but that's because they came to my face, The restaurant's
1: banging,
3: I'm going. <laughs> asked me. No, but then that's a shame because obviously if we... If we took the our workplace as a mission field, it should push us out right. to go to people that are totally unlike us. Yeah yeah, the yeah, yeah. So at times I am convicted because I'm like I really don't. And at times at I times guess I'm just doing my work and I've got my headphones in. So when people mm-hmm. come to meet to me, I'm have to remove it. I'm like, what do you want? Um. So it's like I'm not even open. So I'm trying more often to be like, oh, like what are you doing after work? Like yeah. I'm trying to have conversations. I'm trying like, to
0: imagine this Mary, by the way. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you never used to see her at her actual workplace No no you're not <laughs>
0: used to seeing her like I and it's crazy because I feel like this was I thought this was only me <laughs> like I thought I was like the unsocial like and it's not even that I'm antisocial mm-hmm. like I'm probably more sociable in my current like environment working mm-hmm. environment than I've probably been in any other mm-hmm. in the past but I'm still very restrained like I'm probably like 40 50 percent me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And that's, but that's more than what I've been elsewhere.
2: But do you think, as well as people kind of appreciating your blackness and the cultural distinctions that you come with, they can also see the Christian distinctions that you come with? Mm -hmm. And if so, how are those, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how are those Mm evidence?
0: I think, I think the people I'm working with at the moment, I'm less close to. Right. So they're less, like dare I say affected directly by my like the Christian distinctions like Mm -hmm. like they they wouldn't be so like they wouldn't they wouldn't really curse around me much or they wouldn't do much like they wouldn't do certain things around me and and they would say that maybe Richard's a sensible guy or whatever but outside of that like
2: I feel like that's becoming a derogatory term what sensible like do you know what i mean like i've heard that term yeah like so no one many... said that out loud but i'm not, saying like uh, i'm saying
0: like that kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. idea like oh richard's maybe a sensible guy Richard, like do you know what i mean like he's like he's and that might just become from the fact that i'm young i have two kids as mm-hmm, well like mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like i'm married like it might even yeah, have sta- none of it those. might even sta- oh so <laughs> damn you're just a sensible boy
2: no, no but
3: yeah aside like, I- like oh you don't swear oh, you know, you're, you don't really get angry. Right. Don't, and I'm like, okay.
2: And, and people kind of almost look down on you in the workplace because of it. Mm. So, I mean, I was at a, I was at a client event. No, I, got event ang- I get angry if I have to. I was, I was at a client <laughs> event in the week and it got to about quarter to 12 and I'm just like, right, I'm still here. I've really extended myself to be able to... <laughs> to be able to <laughs> make Bro, it. quarter to 12? Yeah. Bruh. Bro. <laughs>
1: Bro.
2: Right? Because I was like, when I got the invitation, I didn't press accept on the invite. Mm, Got asked my a couple life. of times, are you coming? Are you coming? I was searching for whatever <laughs> I could find to make sure to make sure that I, I couldn't be there. But turns out I ended up going, particularly because the colleague who I sit next to, she was going and she didn't want to be alone. So we just thought, let's go together. So it's there about half eleven, quarter to twelve. I'm looking at the time and I'm thinking, right, I need to get out of here, work tomorrow, gotta to be up, ready, fresh. Um it's a it's a client event, so there's lots there's been drinks, there's been food, lots of champagne. I've drank a moderate amount of champagne. Time to go home. I'm walking, I'm saying bye to everyone. Somebody grabs me and they're just like, mate, where are you going? <laughs> oh, I, only getting this started. is the kind <laughs> of culture I can't deal with.
3: I'm
2: just like, Do you know what?
3: House way? <laughs> right. Wait, they make it, did they all make the work next day? No, 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 no. I was about to stay.
2: Everybody, I was I feel like I was the only person in the office. Everybody was um because I, I remember texting my colleagues. It was like, working from home. Did you make it did you make it home okay? She was just like, yeah, working from home. Working from home. Everyone <laughs> was working from home. Um and it was just like, yeah, party's only getting started. And I was like, no, I'm gonna go home, work tomorrow. And they were just like, Oh, here we go. Sensible trainee. If I was like you, I'd make partner, I was just like Like why is why is being somebody who does things in moderation, um, That's a witness though. An issue, right? But these are the things. So just kinda of mm. thinking about if you
3: turned around and said, I'm a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> <There's less>. <laughs> <laughs> Woo
2: Fire <laughs> But I'm just I'm just kinda I'm just kinda thinking, like these or kind drink of drink s- the
1: living
0: water. D I
2: would respect it. <laughs> drink the living like, water, bro. You- You realize that in these kind of different kind of situations, as you you alluded to the term, like witness, even though that wasn't necessarily explicitly saying I'm a Christian, Mm -hmm. um, hence why I don't drink for drunkenness sake or anything kind of thing, thing. there are ways in which you can kind of, say, extricate yourself from situations. Yeah. Or there's ways in which you deal with certain situations or conversations that can be indicative of the fact that you are not just part of this kind of workplace monolith that acts and talks in the same kind of Mm, way. Yeah. And I guess an encouragement I would have to believers is... is, um, Even if you're not like the most explicit um, about your faith and your beliefs in the workplace, um, don't be discouraged when people kind of almost I say despise you, yeah, um, Yeah. because you act in a different way to them because you're a believer, right? Mm. Um, Don't walk away from say client events or workplace events thinking everybody thinks I'm a weirdo, everybody thinks I'm strange, yeah, um, because you believe in the gospel. Um, Ultimately, this is. A part of the persecution that you'll face as a believer, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and so you have to be able to um, trust in the Lord's hand to guide you and keep you during that, and to be prayerful about it also, yeah. um, and, and not become too weary in doing good in the workplace just because you know people might look at you as a bit kind of strange or different. Yeah. I, I think there's
0: there's one I, another encouragement. There's just one hymn that we sing in my church. Like, yeah, we still sing hymns, but there's one hymn. <laughs> And do you know what I mean, like beautiful hymn actually, and it talks about the fact that it says that I'm not ashamed of Jesus, right? right? And it talks about like I'll only be able to be ashamed of him when, um, when I have no more guilt, when I have no more shame, um, when I have no tears to wipe, like wipe away, all that kind of stuff, you know, like that's when I can be ashamed of him. But really, there's never going to be a time when we don't need to be ashamed. Like, do you know what I mean, where we could mm-hmm. ever be ashamed of Jesus because he's always going to be our salvation, et cetera, right? So in my workplace, something, and I alluded to this earlier. There's like because I work with People who are probably just really intellectual, to mm-hmm. be very honest, like mm-hmm. I, I, they're very intellectual people, and I'm very good at my job. Mm-hmm. When people see me, like I feel like if I start speaking, and this is like a subtle thing that I know I just have to, I wrestle through. But I feel like if I start speaking about the faith, it's the foolish. The Lord is using the foolish things of these worlds to yeah. confound the wise. Mm. And 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 this message sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a man who came into the world son of God and that man was born to a virgin and that man had been spoken about for many years and and in and and prophesied about and and that that he was he'd already come into the world before Abraham was and and yet at the same time he he dies and then he comes back to life and do I mean and he and he had and he just these 12 foolish disciples they're the ones who are Ultimately, one stabbed him in the back, and he had to get another one in. And do you know I mean? and, mm. and, and they're the ones who have ultimately started this religion. And all it's just it's just really it sounds like a crazy message. Um, and it is God uses the fall, uses this fall, do you know I mean what seems to be foolish to many people to actually to save to save to save many? And and, but when I speak to these intellectuals and I'm dealing with this, like I remember sitting up like with one guy. I remember actually the day I said to one guy like he said like, "Am I an egalitarian? And um, right. so do I believe that men and women are equal in every respect?" Um, and I said No bro, I'm a complementarian I.e. that I believe that men and women Are different but their differences um, Complement one another perfectly And so they have different roles in life And, and I in mean, different roles in, in general But that doesn't necessarily d- like Take away from their value etc They're still equal in dignity um, They're both made in the image of God etc etc Yeah He said that's disgusting <laughs> Um <laughs> <laughs> Legit. Like, 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 and he might have been like the smartest, one of the smartest guys I've ever come across. Right. He had his MSc from Cambridge, his MA from Cambridge, his BSc from Cambridge, his MSc from um, Imperial, a PhD from Imperial, and then he was also accolades. Yeah, so he had accolades. Yeah. Like, he had more letters than Africans have names. And, like, <laughs> it's like at the end of it all, he was just like, that's disgusting. And I just felt like that shot into my heart. Like, Rob <laughs> <laughs> but like just not being ashamed of it. Like I stood there, I defended it like clean and mm. um, it never caused any doubt in my mind. Like at any point, none of these arguments actually came to bear. and like, made me feel like I, what I'm saying is foolishness, but I felt like my percept, I was now being perceived as someone who would believe something that was foolish. Mm. Yeah. But it's crazy because months later, like maybe about three or four months later, he came to me and he was like, Richard, do you know that complimentarian stuff you were talking about? He said, I, I, I think I buy into it now. He said, and, and it was just, do you know what it is? Because obviously what we believe is true, what what is true therefore actually defines the reality that is ra- around us right mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. and so what we what we believe should actually be which should correspond with what we actually see touch feel understand know, experience mm. mm-hmm. and so like just in these general experiences i think he just generally got to that point where he was like actually i can't really argue that men and women are identical um, they are different. Mm. That scientifically they're different, biologically they're different, emotionally and mentally they're different. And but at the same time, are they? Does that mean that one is better than the other? By no means. Um, would I want to send my girlfriend at the time who eventually became his wife? Would I want to send her to war? Probably not. Like do you know what I mean? Like he, he was just like he started to think. Would I want to fight for her rather than do you know what I mean? Like, he's like yes, I probably would. I would think I, that I have some duty of some sort internally to protect or mm-hmm. to look after her. Like these kind of things started to resonate with him and it's just like, rah, like <laughs> Told you. <laughs> but no, like but it's but it was it's just the fact that like these even if they don't see it now, yeah. They might never see it. But we pray that they will see it. Right. And Lord willing, we pray that our response, um, even when like even when they do throw all these kind of assaults and accusations and ass- and, and, and and we are persecuted for the sake of the faith. Um even if not physically do you know what I mean intellectually or whatever mm. um and verbally like i think there's a text in in the scriptures that talks about how like your response to these persecutions um when you stand firm in the midst of it all it's like pouring hot coals onto their head and stuff mm. like that like it's it, it's telling like it reminds them that actually rah like this person is so convinced about the wrath to come or so convinced about the coming back of jesus like like if and even though i'm throwing all these assaults their way like they're just so convinced like that is kind of unsettling mm. because what if they're right? Do you know what I mean right, like right. and 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 that's something that we just have to stand by. So don't so don't um don't don't what's it called? Don't lose hope there. And obviously, even though you plant the seed, um, or you water the seed, you know, in the end of the day, God gives the increase, right? right. In the right. midst of it all. So
2: Mary, you were talking about um work witness, mm-hmm. and it brought to mind one of the ways in which kind of evangelism could be understood in the workplace is at least how you work. Yeah. Um, and I guess this is another <laughs> this is another challenge. Do you work
0: from us. home?
3: <laughs> do you work from home or do you work from home? <laughs> Legit,
2: ask yourself. If work, you're hearing work, this, work, ask work, yourself. Work, work. Um, because like, yes, I guess there's, there's a way in which um, the Bible calls us to work heartily unto the Lord, yeah. um, not as if we were serving men. And interestingly enough, I was listening to a sermon by Alistair Begg this week and he was talking, um, he was preaching on love in action, um, preaching from Romans 12. And in verse 11, um, he was talking about the part in verse 11, the third part of verse 11, he was talking about um, serving the Lord. Um, and it he made a, a reference to the fact that even in the most kind of routine or mundane um, parts of your life, including your day job, everybody should be able to see that you're doing service to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I was struck by that because he used an example of like a nurse she said so even the nurse who's taking your blood pressure the person whose blood pressure is being taken should be able to say there's just something about the way that christian nurse takes my or there's just something about the way that nurse takes my blood pressure um or if if you're a a salesman there's just something about the way that that person listens to my kind of queries as a customer yeah um that they hold my gaze they listen meaningfully to the questions that i'm asking them that kind of causes them to ask you, why do you do what you do? Yeah. But I know for all of us, um, working heartily unto the Lord mm. can be a challenge Yeah, yeah. Um, in the workplace. Um, and that could be in terms of what your stated start time is in your contract and the actual <laughs> time you get to work. <laughs> mm. That could be with your flexible working arrangements where you just move your mouse um, every 10 seconds when you're working from home click, so click, click. Skype can see that you're online is that mm-hmm. what you do? that's not what I do, I do. That's, that's what I nice. did that's what some people that's do that's what I did wow that's what I did you're saying that on the podcast <laughs> do you want us to edit? I'm no I'm longer employed done. by that employer <laughs> okay <laughs> but I actually know because there was a there was a point where I actually realised like okay some of the habits I have my working habits are just terrible mm. like um, like you, in, in In a very real sense i wouldn't say i 'm my own boss, um but the level of freedom I have in comparison to other kind of like trainees across the city or in previous kind of workplaces, the level of freedom I experienced in comparison to like some of our contemporaries um I felt very at ease with how I kind of treated my approach to work yeah and right. I kind of thought that there was a, a significant learning moment for me because um a number of the opportunities i'd been given i don't almost think that I'd been have been showing faithful service to the Lord in them. Um, Mm. And I think that was one of the things that the Lord was showing me in my own personal life about my approach to work. Because like I'd get to work, I don't know, say like my start time was like nine. I might rock up at like quarter to 10. If it was like, say an hour lunch break, I might, you know, two hours
3: <laughs> two hours
2: maybe not come back <laughs> I know what, Mary's, laugh, Mary's laughing Mary's laughing like maybe, we didn't used to no but he
3: said maybe not come back <laughs> oh bad when we do that two hours I would make it up because I'm going to get fired five, if right. five okay. times okay yeah yeah
2: no yeah yeah we'll make it up yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. okay <laughs>
0: yeah yeah but yeah. do you know what I mean those kind of things there so
2: how, yeah. how you work is also yeah. important Um, and like people are cognizant of the way in which you do the things you do and that call I think which is in Colossians 3 to work hardly on to, learn to learn. Mm. Um, as an important one for Christians to bear in mind that yeah. part of the way in which you're able to kind of even open up conversations about what you believe and why you do the things you do and say the things that you say in the workplace is that people are taking notice of the fact that you're a good slash bad employee. Because yeah. Yeah. you know that people sometimes use it to accuse you. Because yeah. you're just like, oh, you're a believer. How comes you, oh, swear so you, are you okay, cool, cool. Um, I hear that still. Yeah. Um so I guess another kind of thing to, to bear in mind when it comes to kind of workplace witness.
0: No, I hear that bro. Um I guess I guess just to um I guess just to summarise and to wrap up, like if we're to, to really like hone in on what the like what tips we would give people for workplace evangelism, we can do it like quick fire. Um like again, I I, I guess I like, I guess we've already given um not to be ashamed of Jesus um in the workplace um we've given that we should not be antisocial um <laughs> but any but any other tip that you guys want to you guys want to throw up uh
3: prayer so i've wow, there's times when tip. i was um at some of my other workplaces and i've i've like been in a close interaction with people and knowing that i could and possibly could share the gospel or at least mentioned i'm a christian and kind of being very afraid and ashamed and shy and just praying for them like praying for open doors Praying for opportunities that would arise. Um, i praying that God saves. Yeah, God uses the the the
0: little, the all the much that we do do at some point.
3: That's been very helpful for me. I think Godly. What you've mentioned about like just good work, like Mm. just working to the Lord. Um, I took great encouragement from one of my um colleagues at my old job, and she was a Christian. And the way that people spoke, but when she wasn't there, about how amazing she was at her job and how she worked tirelessly, tirelessly was like, oh, that's beautiful. That was great witness. Um, Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What else? I was, I was thinking Build about, relationships so.
2: Yeah no I was thinking about one where Because um, just on this kind of Like being explicit With who you are And what you believe Type thing It's amazing how actually um, Providentially You come to find out That other people In the workplace Are Christians Yeah Um, When you are bold enough To kind of explain What you've done With your weekend Yeah Um, And you're not ashamed about You know um, What it is that you do On a Sunday Because mm-hmm. I, I I know that For in some kind kind of conversations I've had, you know, I might just be like, "Yeah, played football on the weekend, went to church on Sunday, <laughs> pretty chill type thing." Um, I always think the, about what did I do on Friday. never mentioned Sunday. You never really, you never really mentioned Sunday, but there might be that, there might be more than one occasion where actually, you know, a person asks sincerely that they, they give you a long story about how their weekend was, mm-hmm. and so they're kind of expecting in the same way for you to engage. And I had one of those really, really wonderful moments um, at a former workplace, not my current one. Where I discovered, um, I'm sure she won't, she won't mind say, me saying her name because she may be listening to this, um, Stephanie. Um, Shout out, Stephanie. Um, we met at my former workplace, and we, we had just got kind of talking at a kind of after work drinks event. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're just kind of like discussing like you know how we spend our time, what we do in terms of weekends, and I was saying, oh you know, I think after this I'm going to like a just a Bible study at my church. I hadn't known Stephanie for any length of time, type thing, and she was just like, "Oh, that's really interesting. What church do you go to?" And um, explained that I go to like Hackney Evangelical Forum Church, which wasn't called at the time, but um, she was just like, "Oh no way!" Like, kind of tell me a bit more about that um, in terms of like doctrinally, kind of theological stances. And amazingly, I actually realized, I came to realize that like Stephanie and her husband. Um, shared a lot of the same beliefs um, that I do. Oh, wow. And that she had been a professing Christian for uh, a number of years. Sick. Um, and I guess in kind of like her day-to-day kind of life, had encountered many of these kinds of other kind of conversations in different places um, alongside her husband, but had had been faithful members at a church um, and, and and loved the Lord type thing. So almost I say like putting Christ on the table. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. A conversation when you're having with people, not being afraid to just like say who you are because you never know one who may also kind of like share the same, yeah. same views as you, the same worldview yeah. as you. Yeah. And then you don't know how that could be a good strength for encouragement to you, source yeah. of encouragement to you and strength from your soul because it meant that even when I felt like at my most say isolated in the workplace, I always knew that. There was somebody there that i could talk to exactly. yeah and have actually meaningful conversation with not just that kind of very superficial yeah. shallow type conversation but kind of like pour into and and also receive from yeah. mm. at the same time um and then also like just as i say tied to that because you can i think in increasingly in workplaces when we're kind of talking about um, like affinity groups and initiatives and stuff seek out where there may be other kind of christians so yeah. in a former workplace yeah. that I had, I had no idea there was a Christian fellowship. Yeah, I've got a Christian network at my workplace. Same, um, there no idea. one at my old place. Do you know what I mean? My old, old place. And it was because I was so blinkered with the thought, ain't nobody a here, type thing. Um, but it actually... saving people. Yeah, yeah, but actually, I actually found that there was quite a large Christian network at my old workplace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were even doing things on, like, workplace evangelism. So they had the Os- Oxford Christian Centre for Apologetics come down and kind of give us a talk on how you can do workplace evangelism effectively wow. in an yeah, institution like where I was working. Um, and that was very, very beneficial for me because it just kind of changed the kind of approach that a number of us can have in terms of like fire and brimstone mm. yeah. Um, when we're discussing Christianity, the gospel, and just kind of like being able to enter into the, the lives of the listener in one sense and be able to relate to them properly. Sorry, yeah.
0: I, I, I chuckled to myself because I, I was just as you're explaining your story and you explained even especially in your former point when you said um, that you should seek out these groups, you never know who mm. could be a Christian. I, I just remember going to, sorry, I'm even laughing, i know, checking this myself. Why? okay, if this not funny, if this don't bang, yeah. Sorry, sorry. But essentially when I went to um, when I first joined my first line of my first like post university workplace. Yeah. Um I remember getting like taken around like the floor. Yeah. And like they were introducing me to various people. And they were like, oh, I'll try and like, get you in touch with somebody so that they can look out for you and stuff like that. And so they connected me with the only other black person in the <laughs> office. <laughs> Shout out, Fred. Um, and they, yeah, they connected me with the only other black person in the office. And they said, yeah, take him out to lunch. And they said, Fred's a good guy. I'm just like, he's the only other black guy, period, mm. here. Um, and so funny enough, when, they, when Fred actually did take me out to lunch, he invited like several other people, non-black people. Um, not that there were any other <laughs> black people, um, but like we all went to sit down, we had lunch, da da, da And when they, I was asking my also what they all get up to, what they do, you know what I mean? Like Fred actually said at one point, um, I went away on a Christian conference, like on a conference, a retreat type thing. You so, said, yeah, it was actually a Christian retreat, um, and that was like on my like within like the first week of me joining the workplace, mm. and. From that, I was able to find out that you know he was very in touch with like St. Helens, um, right. which do a lot of like workplace, um, evangelism and try and, and like try and give a lot of tips like reading the Bible with people and stuff like yeah. that in the workplace and whatnot, um, and that led me into realizing like having like as soon as like that the conversation stood up and people started walking, like, I clung to him and I said, "Yo, so Fred, like, like yeah, I'm a Christian as well." Like, do the, 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 like, how do you manage? And ch-? And, and and then he told me that there was actually a Bible study going on. Mm. um like every like like couple of weeks or once a month or something and it was nice just actually sitting down with christians in the workplace reading together praying together praying for our colleagues like speaking through that kind of stuff but yeah it really just comes down to you don't know who is actually saved because funny enough when we then went to like one of the work like saint helens have this like christians in the city city, like sermons like Mm. on tuesdays and thursdays i think yeah and when we went like you'd be surprised at how many, I, I just saw like, it was crazy. Like I saw like several hundred people in business suits all from like, like let's say the insurance field. Mm. Um, you had like CEOs, you had like direct managing directors, you had like trainees, you had various people, business analysts, whatever, actuaries, whatever, right? Different levels, all coming together to worship in a lunchtime. Mm. And at that moment, it kind of made me realize like, rah, like you would have never known that any of these guys are Christians. Mm. when you're hearing where people work for when you're hearing like the, the senior like how senior they are at their various companies you're like you would have never known that these people are Christians mm. Mm. Um, and yet it's a blessing to see and so yeah again just don't don't shy away don't you know be in and, and I think my personal point was just like be intentional about like yeah. actually seeking out these opportunities <clears throat> like um like, and, and be intentional about forming relationships for the sake of Lord willing long term evangelism yeah. like, right. um like it's it's very easy for you to think, okay, Lord, when will you open the door. But you know, <laughs> like the 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 scriptures' imperatives, like when it's you know, like to preach the gospel um, and to preach the truth. You know what I mean, and to and to declare it, et cetera, To herald it, the imperatives are such that it's a command to us to for us to go out and do, mm. as opposed for us to sit down and wait. If that makes sense. Yeah. And, um, and so I don't I don't want it to to us to relegate workplace evangelism to some sort of like passive activity sure. yeah um but it should be something we're actively seeking to do and yes it might be that we want to build relationships with people we want to do do you know what i mean whatever mm. but even there might be times where an opportunity presents itself very clearly we haven't necessarily built the strongest relationship with a person but as a result of that one conversation you will have a relationship going forward. Mm. Yeah. Um you will have no relationship. <laughs> 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 you will yeah, have no sure. job. Um, <laughs> but like, at least like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. when, like when those opportunities also present itself, like, like Act 17, when Paul preaches on um, on the mountain to those who have the unknown God, he had no time to build up relationship with those people before right. he preached them. Right. And I don't want us to make that a quite requ- a strict requirement, mm-hmm. but I would agree with everybody it's very else helpful, here. Yeah. It's helpful when you care about people's bodies and, yeah. and and their actual personalities and who they are as well as their souls. Like Christ fed the five thousand before he went into that long sermon. Actually, mm. subsequently, where he where he then tells them that even though they tried to make him king for the wrong reasons, he tells them. The right reason for them to make him king, and they all left him. Mm. You know, so yeah. You heard that? Yeah, I hope yeah. that was
3: helpful for everyone in their workplaces.
0: Yeah, shout out uh, to your respective workplaces. Um, I pray you guys keep your jobs. We're for <laughs> you guys. Uh, you may see me coming coming to a workplace near you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like look out for your brethren. Like if they need jobs, like <laughs> tell them. <laughs> know <laughs> that this podcast <laughs> it really it really affected them deeply. But now, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like shout out. Um, there's wow. gonna be hella editing. <laughs> there, there's gonna be hella editing, but but yeah, shout out. I'm Richard.
3: I'm Mary. No, David doesn't like doing this, yeah, so we're gonna finish it. it. No, it is. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> this is Black <Blackberry>. Brew. <laughs>